Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, your source for all things Netflix and horror. And snuff nice. films. No! Well, well it's kind maybe. of a snuff film. <laughs> it's a fake. Fake snuff film? Fake snuff, fake snuff film. film. Fake snuff films. We'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so joining us today, we have a special guest. Hi, I'm Lissa. I'm a film major in college. This is my senior year. I'm making my... Capstone film is a horror movie. That's fun. Yes. Um, I've been into horror films my whole life, and I've been friends with these lovely people for a very long time. Yes. So. Yes. You are Lydia Dietz. I yes. try to be. Yes. In my daily life, I myself am strange and unusual. So. Wonderful and wonderful. Thank you. So wonderful. <laughs> You're cute. Thank you. Yes. And. I'm Kyla. And I'm Marty. What's up? <laughs> so today we're here to talk about the movie VHS. Um, yes. We might be cheating because it's no longer on Netflix. But it was on Netflix for a long time. Yeah, I watched it on Netflix. I watched it on Netflix initially. Yeah. I, this is my first time watching it. <laughs> and at any rate, we found it on Hulu. So you know what? We're going to be Hulu and kill today. I'm cheating. <laughs> <laughs> But that's all right. They may they may put it back on Netflix at some point. I don't know. Yeah, it was on there for a very long time, so I consider it a Netflix staple. I think I started to watch it when it was on Netflix at one point, and then I was just too tired to keep watching it, so I think we turned it off. <laughs> so I guess I'm not technically cheating. I watched like the first half of it <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Yeah, so. VHS is an anthology film, which means that it's made up of a bunch of different short films. So the way we're going to do this is I think we're just going to go and talk about each short film. Um, and they're all tied together by a frame narrative. So Really shitty frame narrative. Yeah, really <laughs> yeah. shitty. I guess we can so talk bad. about that first. Um, also, a word of warning, this is not a spoiler-free podcast, so we will be spoiling the film. Every single segment. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. All this, of them. This one is also a much more gory uh, movie than we're used to talking about, I think. Yeah, it is very gory, and there's so, a lot of stuff to do with sex and nudity, so if yeah, that makes you yes. uncomfortable... You we, might want to skip this Yeah, episode. we totally understand, and, yeah. like, you know, you can mm-hmm. hear from us next time. Mm-hmm. Rewatching it, I was like, this is a lot more... Than I remember it being. Same. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I was sitting there, like, hiding under my shirt because I I wasn't thinking that it was going to be as gory as it was. It was very showing everything <laughs> going yeah, on. Mm-hmm. When you think about... So this is also a found footage film. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think about found footage, you always think of them, like, being that way because they don't... Like, it's a way to escape showing much gore. Mm-hmm. You know, at least that's, like... The stereotype I always see is people like, oh, found footage, you know, that's like the PG-13 aimed at teenagers, you know, not super gory. But, like, no, like, this movie's really gory. Like, they get, like, the camera gets, like, right up in front of, like, like, body parts being torn out and throats being slashed and, like, you see everything. Yeah, it's disturbing. It's one of the more disturbing horror films that I've watched. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, this, this was, like, actually one of the very first horror movies I saw. I saw it when I was a freshman in college, 
um, when I was just starting to, like, discover a love of horror. So this movie actually means a lot to me because it had such an impact and it stayed with me for such a long time. It scared the ever-living shit out of me when I first saw it. Um, it's kind of funny because now when I watch it, I, I just kind of think it's hilarious and, like, laugh because there's a... It's a little bit cheesy. Yeah, there are mm-hmm. there are parts that I was like, oh my god, this is so fucking funny. But, like, at the same time, it, like, stuff was happening that I was, like, I was, like, grossed out but, like, nervously laughing through it because I was like, this looks really bad, but at the same time, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's just dive into the story. So, Alyssa, do you want to describe the plot of the frame narrative? Okay, so the frame narrative... Uh, the beginning of it just really is there to establish that, hey, these guys are shitheads. <laughs> like, like, we see them vandalizing a house, we see them vandalizing cars, we see them... Vandalizing people. Yeah, like, they, they straight up, like, uh, accost a woman and sexually harass her well, on the they, street. They make snuff films. Yeah, they make the snuff films. Um, Like, they, they, like, randomly pick people out on the street and, like, assault them and, like show their tits to the camera so that yeah. they can make money off of that. It's just to show, like, hey, they're shitty people. And then we get a little bit more into it. They're talking about selling their stuff films, and this one dude is like, hey, I make more money than you guys do from selling these things just because I get paid to do random things. And, in fact, I'm getting paid to go steal this specific tape from this dude's house you guys should come with me. You'll get more money than if you sell your snuff films. So they're like, cool, let's do that. And then that the frame narrative is they break into the house and they start watching these VHS tapes to try and find the tape that the guy's looking for. Yeah. So, so I think we had talked about this a little bit, but what are you guys' thoughts about the frame narrative? It's so bad. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's also, like, a dead guy in the house, Yeah. Right? Who is, like, undead, too? Yeah. Kind of? Like, okay, so, like, they cut away every time they put in a new, like, VHS tape to watch. Because they're looking for, like, a specific tape. But, like, every time it cuts back, it, like, starts out showing the dead guy from, the from like, the camera point of view. Because the guy put his camera down. And, like, during one of the segments, like, one of the interlude segments, they, like, he's gone out of the chair. And he, like... The guy starts freaking out because he doesn't know where the, where the dead guy went. And then he, like, walks downstairs, I think. And his his friend is, like, beheaded. And then he turns around and the dead guy is up walking around. And it's weird. And it doesn't really have any... I, I don't think it has, like, any bases in anything. No. Because, like, it just kind of randomly happened. Yeah. It's... The... the I think the frame narrative is definitely the weakest part of this film. So, mm-hmm. first of all, it's, like, really off-putting when you start a movie in the very beginning is just people being total pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, I can remember the first time I saw this movie, I actually was considering turning it off because, like, it, you know, didn't like these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, is this what the movie's gonna be? Like, just people, you know, assaulting people? And luckily, that's not what the movie is at all, but... Mm-hmm. Also, thankfully, they all die. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I just wish there was, like, an establishing thing that, like, led up to the dead guys starting to walk around and, like, actually, like, assaulting these guys for, like, what they're doing in his house. But, like, there's not really any basis for it besides that, like, they're shitty people and they deserve to be killed. 
really. Yeah. Like, I mean, they did break into his house and watch his mysterious VHS tapes that human eyes are probably not supposed to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the there's just a few logical problems with it, too. So, like, for one, like, I get, you know, why they're filming stuff at the beginning, because, like, they film themselves doing stuff like that and sell it, but, like, at certain points, I'm like, why are you filming this? Like, when they break into the guy's house, I was like, why are you filming that? Because now you have, like, video evidence of yourselves committing a crime. Yeah. Like, at least mm-hmm. in the one where they were, like, you know, assaulting women, they were all wearing masks and stuff. But, like, in yeah. this one, it's just them. It's their and they, faces. And then and there's, like, so much exposition, exposition. Like, they straight up explain to the camera, like, yeah, we get paid 50 bucks every time we sell one of these videos. Oh, yeah? Well, you can get paid even more than that if you help me break into this house. Wink, wink. And I'm like, okay, why is this even being recorded? Like, you're just talking about your plans to break into a house? Like, no one films that? Um, Like, I get that, you know, it's important to move the story along, but I feel like, I feel like there could have been a better way to convey that information to the audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not to get, like, super off-topic, but, like, the second one's frame narrative is basically the same thing, but it does it so much better. Yeah. yeah. No, the second one's frame narrative is the investigators, right? The detectives. That's right, yeah. Which is still a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The second VHS, like, film, not, like, the second oh, segment. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. The second film. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we can move on to, like, the segments now, if you guys want to talk about it. I love the segments. So, um... That's part of the movies, or of this movie is the segments. Well, that's, like, what the movie's about. Yes! <laughs> Still, <laughs> yeah. like, the frame well, narrative sucks! Yeah. yeah it it but, is definitely the weakest part, just because, like, it is trying to connect all these unrelated stories that are only, like, kind of in the same format and found in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're starting this film and, like, haven't seen it, don't worry that the first few minutes are really annoying because it gets better. Like, once the yeah. segments start, they're actually really cool. Mm-hmm. So... The first segment yes. is my favorite. <gasps> Do you want to describe Amateur it? hour. Yeah, it's called Amateur Night. Yes, it's Amateur the first Night. One. Yeah. Do you want to describe the plot? So, like, it's like these other guys who are also making a snuff, like, snuff films and, like, recording, like, girls that they pick up at the club and, like, selling them, having sex with them, like, the videos to people online or whatever, and they suck, and they're a piece of shit, <laughs> but, um, they, like, have this guy wear, like, a camera that's embedded into, like, some glasses, and so, like, the whole thing is, like, from his point of view, and it's really interesting to, like, frame it that way, but they're at the club, they're, like, you know, picking up girls and stuff, and I think they only end up with two girls at the end, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they pick up these two girls. There's one of them, and she, like, she's, you know, just kind of like, oh, hey, let's do drugs. And, like, she falls asleep, like, once they get to the hotel room, so, like, they don't do anything with her, which is nice. Yeah. (laughs) They're pieces of shit, but at least they're not rapists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the second girl, she's, like, this kind of, she's kind of strange looking, but in, like, an ethereal way. She's got, like, these really wide eyes, and, like, she looks really, she looks freaky, but also, like, really sweet at the same time, is how I describe it. She's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I would agree. She's, she's, she's gorgeous. Um, but, like, they pick her up, and she, like, really likes the guy that's wearing the, the filming glasses, 
And uh, so, like, she's only, like, agreeing to go along with them because he's there and, like, she's really interested in him. But, like, she, <laughs> she like, hisses at the other guys and, like, like, screeches when they get close to her and, like, freaks out a lot. Um, and then... And they, she doesn't talk very much either. No, she doesn't talk. The, the only couple of times she talks is when, like, she's talking to the guy who's, like, filming, and she's like, I really like you. And, like, that's all she ever says in it. So they get to the hotel room, the, the three guys, <laughs> the one of them is, like, trying to, to have sex with the girl that passed out, and he's trying to wake her up and, like, shaking her a whole bunch, and she's just not waking up because... She's, like, really drunk, and they also gave her, like, drugs. <laughs> and so she's passed out, and so, like, he moves in on the the other girl. And she kind of starts freaking out a little bit, but, like, she goes along with it. And the, the guy that's filming is also, like, really kind of drunk and on drugs, and he's, like, freaking out about some stuff, too, because, like... He doesn't know what to do because this guy is, like, moving in on the girl that he was, like, you know, kind of interested in. He's, like, the most wholesome out of all of them. He's like, I don't think we should be doing this, you guys. Yeah. Like, this feels not good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, he freaks out. He goes into the bathroom and, like, hides because he does he, like, doesn't know how to process what's going on. And then there's a third guy and he's just kind of sitting on the couch in the corner. And he's like... He's really, like, on cocaine and, like, drunk out of his mind. He, like, tries to get in on, like, having sex with her, too. <laughs> and she, like, does not like him. And so the guy that goes in the bathroom is, like, hiding in there. And then, like, a couple of seconds later, the guy that's trying to get in on, like, having sex with this girl walks in. He's like, she fucking bit me, <laughs> Got a chunk of his hand yeah. missing. There's, like, a, like, the entire, like, side of his hand where his pinky is supposed to be, like, there's, like, a huge chunk missing. And, like, <laughs> they walk out. <laughs> I don't even really remember what happens, but, like, that dude's, like, buck-ass naked. Pulls on the shower curtain and gets the shower curtain rod free. And he, like, walks out, and he's, like, gonna try to, like, beat the shit out of her with it. And she literally, like, just kind of slaps him aside. Yeah, well, at this point, she's, like, you can tell shit's wrong. Because yeah. she's, like, yeah. on top of the other guy and, like, you know, just ripping him to pieces. And, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. she's starting to transform. Mm -hmm. We've seen her, like, scaly, yeah. non-human yeah, like, feet. Yeah, scaly feet. And, like, you can see these big marks on her back, and, like, mm -hmm. she, at her this point... Her face starting to split open. Yeah, like, at this point, she's pretty clearly not a human. Yeah. So she just starts, like, ripping into both of these guys. And this, the, the guy that's filming, he, like, hides behind the bed, because he's like, oh my god, oh my god, what's going on? He's, like, trying to wake up the girl that passed out to, like, get her out of there, but she's, like, just asleep, and, like, this... This demon monster girl is, like, paying no attention to her. So, like, she's fine. <laughs> and then, like, so he, like, he's, like, watching her, like, rip apart his friends. And, like, she ends up on the floor with the one that was, like, trying to get in on, like, having sex with her that she didn't like and bit him. And, like, so she's, like, ripping, like, his 
like jugular open, like drinking his blood and stuff, and then she rips his dick off. Yeah, <laughs> I straight up see it too. She, she like throws like, it right in front of the camera, and you you see that it. is a dick and balls. <laughs> Like, man, this movie really doesn't hold back. No, it's extremely oh, no. explicit. <laughs> it's so it's like really funny because like these guys were gonna like have sex with her and then like sell the footage on the internet or whatever. And she's just like fucking like ripping into them. <laughs> Your plans have gone out the door, and so, buddy. And so the the guy filming like freaks out again and he runs out the door. And, and, like, he falls down the stairs and he breaks his arm open and, like, the bone is sticking out and, like, he can't move. I think he, like, broke maybe his leg also or something because he's, like, not getting up. And she, like, follows him down the stairs <laughs> and, like, you can see, like, her face is, like, ripped open and she's, like, staring at him and not blinking and, like, she's just, like, kind of watching him and... She gets really close to him again, and she's like, I really like you. He's, like, flipping the fuck out. And so, like, she realizes, like, oh, she, like, he doesn't actually like her. And, like, so she was... It's because she starts trying to suck his dick, and he's not getting hard. Yeah. And she's like, you don't like me? (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, and so, like, she, she, like, starts screaming and, like, kind of runs away and then he gets up and walks outside and he's like banging on windows trying to get people to like let him inside and people are like get out of here go leave <laughs> leave because <laughs> like there's a like a window with like a family he's like screaming he's like somebody help me oh my god and like she's like pointing like keep moving buddy <laughs> out the window <laughs> and he like gets down to like the ground floor to the parking lot and he's like screaming at these guys that are outside of a truck he's like please you gotta get me out of here man and then like two seconds later he gets he gets picked up by the succubus girl and she fucking like carries him off and then drops him and i think or no his glasses fall off oh his glasses the camera fall off, falls but, and but I, I i thought maybe like she dropped him and like he just died. <laughs> Maybe. It's kind of unclear. Yeah. I like to the... imagine that she just, like, carries him off to, like, her nest or, or yep. whatever. <laughs> We're like, in this together you. now. Yeah. yeah. Here for the long haul. Yeah, but, like, but, Yeah, at this point, though, she's, like, grown wings. Yeah. She looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. She's, like, way cool. The perfect monster girlfriend. I know. I want to yeah. date her. <laughs> she was really cute. I liked she her. She was really cute. Mm-hmm. I liked her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Wink>. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah there's just something about like monster girls who are like not having it with people trying to take advantage of them that is just so good and i just i fall in love with that kind of trope every time that's a strong woman right there yeah i know <laughs> that is a whole ass wife but yes. like that's the end of the segment is that like either the glasses fall or the guy is like dropped and killed and, like, so that's the end of the, the VHS segment, part one. That, that was my favorite one, just because, like, I really liked that monster yeah. girl. I think it might be my favorite one, too. It's definitely one of the stronger ones, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And 
the effects are really good, too. Yeah. The makeup mm-hmm. on her when she transforms. She looks so awesome! Mm-hmm. The split in her face and, like, the mm-hmm. the scales that are growing on her feet are really cool. The, like, talons of her feet mm-hmm. look so neat. I think her fingernails start to grow a little longer, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think she starts growing scales on her hands. And there's this one part where, like, She's silhouetted, but, like, you can kind of see, like, there's something, like, wrong with her silhouette. And, like, it's, it's so cool. (laughs) So cool. I think the only big flaw with that one for me is that I feel like the beginning just starts super slow. Yeah, it is kind of slow. It's just a lot of, like, these guys partying and getting drunk. Yeah. And it goes on for a long time. And you can... You can tell, like, they very heavily establish, like, the other two guys are, like, frat bro, like, horrible dudes, mm-hmm. while the dude filming is, like, um, I'm just here because of them. Yeah. Like, he, so. he doesn't, it's kind of like he doesn't have anyone else to hang out with, so he just hangs out with the worst people imaginable because they'll have him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, now, now he has... Uh, maybe a monster girlfriend if he survives. If he I, survives. I, I yeah. doubt that he's gonna live, but yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, but I thought that I, I kind of thought it was a little bit cute too that she's into him. Um, it's cute in a disturbing way because yeah. like the scene where she finds him in the stairwell and she's like, you know, trying to start in on him and like make love and she truly doesn't understand why he's not interested and mm-hmm. that it almost made me a little bit sad for her and like she yeah. starts kind of crying and getting upset and like she's into him and and he's like dude you're covered in the blood of my friends <laughs> yeah she's a very sympathetic monster yeah she oh, for is sure. like she's great like they just kind of pick her up and like you know she doesn't really know what's going on but she likes this guy and, like, so she's gonna, you know, stay along for him. And then all this stuff happens, she is, like, not having it. And, like, <laughs> she doesn't realize, like, you know, human people don't murder people all the time. Yeah. I mean, they do, but not, like, as a, a way to get out of a situation. <laughs> also, though, I love that, like, anytime the coked-up friend who's sitting on the couch is, like, starting to try and make a move onto her. She's always just, like, very aggressively, like, step back. No, mm-hmm. we ain't about this. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes at her again, she's like, okay, I'm just gonna take a bite out of you. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, now I'm just gonna eat you because that's <laughs> what you deserve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was... It was, Which, like, watching honestly, her, like, eviscerate these guys was, like, so funny to me. <laughs> honestly, that's what we should do with all sexual assaulters. I, I feel yeah. that. I feel feel that but like i don't know there's also like a part of me that kind of sympathizes with the guy that was like watching his friends get murdered because like he did not sign up for this yeah like what if like someone that you like were really kind of interested just fucking murdered your friends and then started like moving in on you like you don't know what's gonna happen to you (laughs) but like at the same time she's just she's trying to be sweet with him and it's uh, it's so complicated, but, like, so it's it's so good at the same time. And it, I don't know, I like her. <laughs> oh, I do too. She's great. Uh, also, it's worth noting, because we found this on the Wikipedia page, that 
Um, this short got adapted into a full-length movie called oh. Siren. I have not seen it. I don't even know anything about, like, where to even find it. I don't think it really did, like, I don't think it made it big or anything. Because it's not a movie I've ever heard talked about in any horror communities. But it's worth noting that this got an adaptation into a feature-length film, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, to me, that, like kind of backs up what we're saying, that this is one of the stronger shorts in this film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm also, like, kind of interested in the lore behind... So I think I read that, like, officially she is a succubus, if I'm saying that right, mm -hmm. but I don't really know that much about, like, what a succubus is or does. Well, a succubus is a demon that seduces men in order to feed on their... either their life forces or just to eat them. Oh, so what she does in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, question answered. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, do you guys have anything else to add about this short, or should um, we just move on? I, I just love her. <laughs> oh, Please too. make a Funko Pop of Lily from VHS. Yeah. Yes. Fun Funko Executives. Oh, they got This the, is the one you need to make. They got the same girl to play her in the Siren movie. Good. Good! She yes. did a really good so job. Cute. She's just, like, really pretty. Mm -hmm. She's so cute. Her name is Hannah Fearman. She's very cute, but again, do you hear me, Funko Executives? This is the make one you need to make pop. a pop of. Yes. Yeah. I second that. Okay, so our next segment is called Second Honeymoon, and it follows a couple who are going on a road trip. I Yeah, I assume this is like their honeymoon or something, some sort of romantic getaway, but they're going on a road trip, and not much really happens in this one. Somebody... They breaks into their hotel at one point in the middle of the night, and, like, you see it from this person's point of view. Like, they pick up the camera and are filming, and, um, in a really creepy scene, the girlfriend's asleep, and this person, like, pulls down the sheets and, like, pulls out a knife and runs it along the girlfriend's lacy underwear, and <laughs> yeah. it's really creepy. Yeah, it's, like, really creepy. And then they go and, like, steal some money and dunk the boyfriend's toothbrush in the toilet, which the <laughs> which three of us- really funny! Yeah, the three of us found that Best. hilarious. Oh my god. Like, um, you break into someone's room and, like, you think someone's gonna get murdered and she just steals a hundred bucks and then dunks the toothbrush in the toilet! <laughs> The best. And then, yes. like, the next morning, he's, like, brushing his teeth. Yeah, he's brushing his like, teeth with it. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and also, like, a strange girl's been, like, knocking on the door of their hotel room. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some kind of weird stuff going on while they're traveling. And then, in the end, the guy gets murdered, and you find out that the, the girl's a lesbian, and her lover is the one who's been breaking into their apartment, mm -hmm. and... Yeah, and then she murders the boyfriend, and the two girls run off together. The moral of the story is, don't mess with the gays. Yeah, also, yeah. <laughs> also the boyfriend was, like, or the husband was, like, a huge dick to her or something. Like, yeah, he was, it. like, yelling at her about, like, did you steal my money? I know you stole my money, because you're so materialistic. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, um, I think, honestly, the moral of this entire movie is that men suck. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. that's a recurring theme in every single segment. Yeah. Also, this this guy is the most, like, bland, milk toast man <laughs> you could have gotten. Uh, he just... Oh my gosh. Like, every single scene that they have together, the girl is, like, really animated and be like, wow, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? And he's just like, 
do you think I could pull off cowboy boots? What about this hat? I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, you need to leave. <laughs> yeah, and the that one, the second segment is called Second Honeymoon. And uh, I, I looked it up because, like, the guy that was playing, like, the really bland, shitty husband looks really familiar to me, and it turns out he was in Your Next. Oh, yeah, well, because the, um, the director of the frame narrative, I think, is the one who directed Your Next. Mm-hmm. He also directed The Guest, which is on Netflix, which is a really great movie. Uh, it's kind of like an 80s throwback. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so what do we think about this, about Second Honeymoon? <sighs> I enjoy this one. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really liked this one. Just just because, like, you know, the fr- it's, we get two nights of breaking in. The first night is, I'm gonna steal your money and dunk your toothbrush in the toilet. And also, be attracted to your girl. <laughs> and then the second night is, and now I'm gonna kill ya. Yeah. Which, yeah. like, like, okay, she, like, gets real close to him and just starts hacking away at his neck with this, like, pocket knife that she has. And, oh, God, and it, like, keeps flickering between, like, pictures either i can't it's like really fast but like it flickers between like pictures of the girlfriend or like the guy's wife and like him and then like some other person i think and i think the other person turns out to be the murderer but like it keeps flickering back and forth and like as it keeps flickering it like gets like gorier and gorier <laughs> and until this guy's head is like totally off <laughs> And then they cut to them making out in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. She takes off her, like, Walmart Halloween mask. Mm-hmm. And then they make out. And then they get in the car. And they're having a grand old time being two ladies in love on a road trip who just killed a man. Yep. I really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I don't know. For me, I think this one was, like, I didn't like as much as some of the other ones. Just because I feel like not that much really happens. The whole twist of it. Just like, oh, surprise, your wife and her lover murdered you. Mm -hmm. While I do love this one and have a great fondness for it, I do think that it is one of the weaker ones of the film. Yeah. It feels really quick and, like, there's not a lot of explanation as to, like, why they're murdering this guy except the fact that they want to be together. And also that he's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> but, I don't know. There's, there's not a lot of build-up, and it just moves very quickly. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I think that, like, the first short we talked about had the problem of being too long. I think this one has the problem of being too short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think some of the later shorts find, like, a nice happy medium of, mm-hmm. like, perfect length. You done with this one? Yeah, yeah. there's not much to talk okay. about with yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which um, one was the next one? Was the third that... one was Tuesday, Tuesday the 17th. Oh, yes. Which... I'll, I'll let you talk about this one. I adore this one. So, this one is about uh, this girl. Her name is Wendy. She gets three friends. Joey, Spider, and Samantha. And they go... They're going out for, like, a little little trip in the woods. They're going to the woods. And they get there, and they're, like, obviously, like... You know, high school, college age, like, kids doing what that age kids do, which is, you know, shenanigans. So they go, and, um, they get there, they get to the lake, they smoke a little bit of weed, 
This guy's like, it's the fear when you smoke weed. When you smoke weed, you get the fear. <laughs> um, that was funny. Which is hilarious. It's not something that actually happens with weed ever. Nope. Not <laughs> unless, at all. Unless you, like, eat, like, a million weed brownies, does it happen? A million weed brownies, and then you're surrounded by cops. Yeah. That's when you get the fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they're all sitting there, and then Wendy starts being like, no, they tell you about the murders in this place? Yeah, there were, there were the murders. And, like, I don't even remember what the guy looked like. And then she starts laughing. They're like, ha-ha, it was a funny joke. So Spider and Samantha go off into the woods, um, because she had to go to the bathroom and didn't want to be alone. Something like that. I don't know. He's got the... He's got the, he's got the camera with him, because, you know, he thinks they're going to get it on. He's going to film it. Um, which seems to be the case with, like, literally every man who's holding the camera. Every man. <laughs> yeah. Movie. That is also, like, one of the things I don't like about this movie is, like, for every single segment, it's like, oh, and the main characters are dudes who make snuff films or dudes who film themselves having sex. Like, I think one of the things the sequel did better is they, like, really tried to have a lot of variety of mm-hmm. main characters and, like, circumstances and like, why they're filming themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for the first film, it's, like, mostly snuff films. So. So, um, while Spider is filming, talking to Samantha, there's a glitch, like, just a random section starts glitching up, and then she gets a knife through her skull. And then we see the glitch coming at Spider, and he, we see him get stabbed a bunch. In the, in the brain. In the face. In, in the, the face. brain. Like, right through the forehead, this, this like, glitch, this guy glitching out is just, like, stabbing him in the face, and then he drags him off. Yep. <laughs> and then... Wendy, Wendy comes by, mm-hmm. finds the camera, goes up to Joey, and he's like, hey, where'd they go? And she's like, they left, we should have sex. <laughs> and he's like, what? What? No. <laughs> she ends up keeping him there, talking to him, and then this, this glitch comes behind him, slits his throat. And so Wendy is talking to the glitch because she wasn't joking about the murders earlier. She was the only survivor, and so she's here to get her revenge. And then, like, I think the glitch just ends up, like, she's trying to kill him, but he keeps coming back. Yeah, she sets a trap then, for him. Yeah, she mm-hmm. sets a trap. And he gets caught in it, but, like... Yeah, it's, like, it's like a board thing that, like, when you step on it, it, like, flips upwards and it's got spikes on the, on the end and it, like, stabs him in the forehead and he's, like, stuck there for, like, two seconds. And then she thinks she's won and then he comes back and kills her and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, uh, he beats her to death with her own camera. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, oh, yeah, and you very graphically get to see her entrails get ripped out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He cuts open her stomach and There's rips like the guts of... out, and it's, like, right there. Yeah, it's, like, really hard to look away from it, and I I don't get sick often watching horror films, but, like, I was like, oh, ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely pretty graphic, but, I mean, the effects on it looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did look really good. But, so, like, that's why I was, like, reacting so heavily to it was because it looked really realistic. Yeah. So my favorite thing about this particular segment is I feel like they incorporated the use of the technology really well. Like, just the fact that this murderer, you can't see what it looks like because it's all glitched out, mm-hmm. I think is really cool. 
I know this segment has gotten some flack from people for being, like, too similar to a creepypasta, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's too, you know, too much like Slenderman, but I don't know. Personally, I really like it. I think it's a really strong segment. Again, like, mostly because of the technical aspect, and, like, mm-hmm. it's so technically well-made. What did you think, Lissa? I know you like this one a lot. I love this one. In fact, this one ins- helped inspire my final capstone film to graduate film school. <laughs> I absolutely adore this one. I love the 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 strong female that has like her own motives. That whole thing of like I'm bringing you out here because you're my friends, but also I know you're gonna die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of thing that she has going through it. I absolutely love it. Also, I like that like while the other girl looks very like I'm conventionally hot girl. She looks like the the girl from the horror movie that, like, has sex and dies first, but she really, like, she does not lean into that at all. Like, her, that character doesn't lean into that trope at all. It really mm-hmm. kind of steers away from it. I like that a lot. I like, I liked her a lot, too. She kind of knew that this guy really has a crush on her, but, like, she, I don't think she feels the same way about him, so she just kind of treats him like a friend. There's a point where she gives him a wedgie. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, she and the guy that has a crush on her, like, die together. It's, like, I think Spider's the mm-hmm. one. Yeah, Spider is the guy that has a crush on her. And, like, they're hanging out and, like, just talking. And, like, they kind of actually have really good chemistry as friends in in this segment. And I really enjoy that. And then she gets a knife through her face and her eyeballs hanging out of her head. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the effects on that were really good too. Yeah. And I love the way it's framed. So like he hears a noise off to the side. She's like showing off her cheerleading moves or something or just playing around. And so like he turns the camera to go look at whatever the noise was and you see the glitch thing. And then he turns the camera back to her and there's like a knife on her head suddenly and it's oh, it's just shot so well. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And it's practical effects too cuz then she like looks at the camera and we can we see the eyeball hanging out and the knife through the skull mm-hmm. it's really cool it's like the the knife part is sticking right through her eye socket and it's just like the eyeball part is just hanging out and ooh, ooh. It, <laughs> it looks gross but that's how you know it's good uh, the people who worked on this once have had so much fun like i know oh, i would have doing those effects Oh, yeah, me too. I love doing special effects, but, like, it's also really hard for me, so, like, I know something like that must have been, like, a super challenge to, like, pull off and look realistic. Yeah. And, like, they did a really good job with it because I was sitting there going, (laughs) 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 Alright, next one. Next up we have, is that the one, Emily? The The sick sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. (laughs) (laughs) Good title. This is the one that the first time I saw this movie, after we finished the whole movie, I was laying in bed with my best friend who was spending the night, and I was just like, oh, this is what it was! <laughs> I just could not get over this one. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to explain it? Uh, your next step in line. Oh, go <laughs> ahead. Okay, alright, so this one is basically like, it's like a Skype call between this girl and her boyfriend, and her boyfriend's a doctor. And the girl's name is Emily, and, like, she has this thing growing in her arm. 
or like it's like a it's like she has a lump in her arm and it's freaking her out because it's sore and he's like I'm a doctor when I get back I'll let you know uh what it is and I'll check it out and everything yada yada but like when night comes along there's like these things that invade her house they're like weird looking ghost children yeah they look like ghost children and uh she's freaking out because like you know these things are coming into her house and she's she like doesn't know who or what they are and like she thinks her apartment's haunted yeah she thinks her apartment's haunted and it's freaking her out and she has her boyfriend on call like the whole time and um there are several times where she like blacks out and then it like comes back to like morning and she's like she like doesn't really know what happened and then she's like messing with her arm again and it looks like it's grown like exponentially again and so <laughs> the third time they cut back to morning she's like you know it's it feels gross and so i'm just gonna cut it open and like take whatever's out and he's like no don't do that gross <laughs> and like so she's like showing him that like she's like cutting her arm open and like you can see that, like, she's, like, sticking tweezers in there and trying to pull whatever is in there out. And she's, like, it might be one of those, like, spider bites where, like, they lay eggs in you. And he's, like, that's not a real thing. Don't do that. I will check you out when I get home, I swear. So that that's happening. And then it cuts back again to nighttime. And, like, <laughs> there's, it's just so weird. I don't, I don't know how to explain this part. She, like, passes out or something. She's gonna try and confront the ghost children. Yeah. And ask them what they want. Yeah, and then she passes out. Yeah, and she passes out, and then he, like, gets up, and it turns out he's been living in her house with her the whole time, and (laughs) he's been telling her that he's off in, like, Michigan or something, and that he wouldn't be home for months and then he like literally just gets up and walks into the room and he's on like the big part of the skype call and he just like starts cutting her open and you can see her rib cage and everything and he just reaches in and pulls out this fetus that's been growing in her and he's like yelling at these weird ghost alien children he's like you can't keep doing this to people she's gonna die (laughs) So he, like, pulls out this fetus. so gross. (laughs) My first thought when I was looking at it was that it looks like a mutated peanut. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. But they're, like, he's, like, yelling at these alien kids. And then it cuts to morning again. Her arm is broken. And, like, she's got a black eye and all this other stuff. And she's, like... I went to the doctor and they diagnosed me with schizoaffective disorder and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, she's like freaking out because, like, she's like, You deserve someone who isn't a freak. And, like, he's like, Well, I don't really have a choice in the matter of being with you. And then she tells him, I love you. He doesn't say it back. And then they hang up a Skype call. And then literally the next segment is a new girl that he's talking to that's, like, literally starts out almost the same way the first call starts out, where they're, like, just talking, and she takes her shirt off and, like, shows him her boobs. 
And, like, you can tell, like, this girl's gonna end up with the alien baby. Yeah, well, then she even tells him, like, I've got, I found this weird bump in my arm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, the bump in the arm, when he's, like, explaining it, is, like, the tracker for them for some reason. So that the aliens know where they are at all times. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, this one... Yeah, the first time I saw it, I didn't really like it that much because it really confused me. Yeah, I was, I was confused watching it I too. was, like, so hung up in the story being about ghosts because that's where you think it's going. And at the end, yeah. when it's like, oh, they're aliens, I was like, what? what? <laughs> and I didn't understand what was happening. Um, mm-hmm. Watching it again with that knowledge, I enjoy it a little bit more. I think the character of Emily is really endearing. Um, She's way too cute for him. Yeah, yeah for real. She She's is. Like, She's, like, got this cute little pixie cut. She's, like, so adorable. She's so cute. And, like, this guy just, like, looks like a toad. <laughs> He's... <laughs> Apologies to the guy who played that guy, but, like, you look like a toad. <laughs> then, like, I don't know. And I think the... I, I think the director was probably going for, like, a little bit of confusion. Like, a little bit of, like trying to mislead the audience with thinking it's about ghosts and, oh, it's aliens, surprise! But I, mm-hmm. I do wonder if they could have pulled that off more effectively. Yeah. Because, again, like, it does make for a better rewatch than it does for a first watch, but I do wonder if there were things they could have done to make that a little bit less confusing. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I So the first time I saw this movie, I was, like, 17 years old. And I know the first time that I watched it, like I said, afterwards, I was just laying in bed... And my my best friend was just, she kept being like, listen, I'm trying to sleep. Shut up. And I'm just sitting there like, no, but it wasn't ghosts. It was aliens. <laughs> I was like freaking out. And she was just like, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. But like, I don't know. I personally, I think it's one of the better done segments. Um, I really like the framing it with uh, Skype calls. Mm-hmm. FaceTime calls, whatever it is, That's whatever they had in 2012. Yeah, I, yeah. I liked that. They mm-hmm. did that too. I think, from at least from my perspective, my experience with it, I think that the use of the um, like whiplash of "whoa, no, it's aliens" worked really well because I was like, "Wait, he's not talking spooky." He's talking <laughs> spacey. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Oops. Uh-oh. I think it was the, the like, you're saying this thing's half human when he pulls out the fetus that really, like, locked it in for me to be like, that's aliens, bitch. Mic drop. Like, <laughs> oh. Oh. So. And also the fact that he just, like, came out of a closet in her house. Yeah. Because that, I was like, Huh? <laughs> Excuse? I had a lot of fun with that one. It's one of my favorite segments. Well, the very, very end, too, with the other girl is, like, what gets me, because it's so disturbing. Like, Mm -hmm. how many women are being used to grow alien fetuses? And Emily talks about how she's known James for, like, forever, and the only time she was ever away from him was whenever um, he and his dad, like, transferred military bases or whatever. When she was, like, 12, and so they've known each other for their whole life. I'm like, so what does this mean for this other girl? Like, yeah. does this imply that, like, he's been working with the aliens the whole time? And yeah, so he's probably. known all of these girls? 
and made them all think that they've been dating since they were, like, a very young age. Yeah. Yeah, that's freaky and weird and scares me because one of my fears is people turning out to be uh, having malicious intent towards me mm-hmm. when I've been trusting them the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I I think that for me the big point of this segment is just the the bigger implications mm-hmm. of everything in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm curious as to how he got mixed up and all the aliens and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I think partially what I my hyperactive imagination chose to say is that whenever she's talking, whenever she brings up, you know, when you left when you when you and your dad left for the new military base and that was the first time we were ever like apart that's when i think like oh that's when he got mixed up in all Mm -hmm. this yeah because if it's a military base then who knows maybe the military is doing some funky experiments area 51 conspiracy theories watch out this is now conspiracy theory podcast <laughs> I always think of the vine with the guy in the alien suit on the treadmill where he just like flies into the <laughs> into the wall. So that aliens. Aliens. And then the very Final last segment. one. What was the last one called? Ten thirty one ninety eight. Oh, yeah. excellent. How simple nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. So this one follows a group of guys who got invited to a Halloween party. So, you know, they're all ready to have a good time, all dressed up in their costumes. There's there's one guy who's dressed up like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the main guy. And he's filming it. And, and I don't understand. Was the camera, like, in his costume or something, I think? Yeah, so apparently his costume was specifically a teddy bear implanted with an Annie cam. Alright. So they go to the house where the party supposedly is, but no one's there. So they're, like, just wandering around this house looking for the party. It's kind of a weird house. It's, like, really old-looking, and all of the rooms are decorated like a grandma would decorate it. Like, super lacy, frilly. It looks like a historical house. Like, that they, like, it's set up this way because it is a museum now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. And so they're, like, wandering around looking for people, and then... They come across, like, this weird room where, um, there's an exorcism going down, and the people performing it are like, you guys need to leave. There's this girl tied up in the center of the room, and she's like, help me, help me! And these guys are, like, you know, trying to exorcise her, and they tell the partygoers, you need to leave right now, you're not supposed to be here. So the partygoers start to run, and then the main guy is like, wait, wait, no, we need to help her. Because... You know, I don't blame him. She really looks distressed and, like, she's in trouble. So they go back and fight off the other guys and get her. And they're, like, running through the house. And this is when stuff starts to go, like, batshit wild. Like, there's people being levitated into the air and thrown around. There's furniture floating and flying all over the place. And my favorite bit, these hands just start to reach through the walls. Yeah, that was really it cool. So cool. It reminded cool. me a lot of a part in Day of the Dead at the very beginning where the, she's, like, checking the uh, the calendar and then, like, suddenly all those hands, like, reach out of the wall and grab her. And oh, then she, like, yeah. wakes up from the dream. Yeah. It reminded me of that a lot, and I really liked that. I just kept thinking, 
Um, hello, I'm holding hands with my new boyfriend, the wall. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, the, but there's, it's wild. Oh, yeah, and, like, even stuff, like, they'll try to go to a door, and, like, the doorknob will just vanish in, like, a poof of smoke. And, like, all this just crazy stuff starts happening. Yeah, the, there's, like, the, there's, like, a window on a door, and it, like, just starts to close, like, an eyeball. Like, it, like, just, like, shuts the window, yeah. and, like, it's, it's really, really cool. cool. It was cool. The effects in that one were just neat as hell. Yeah. yeah. So they finally get out, and they're driving, um, and the car breaks down right in the middle of the railroad tracks. I'm sure you can see where this is going. Um, <laughs> Sorry, and, I don't mean that. And at the same time, the girl vanishes and reappears outside of their car, and so, you know... She was actually possessed the whole time, and the demon inside of her is probably causing all this stuff to go on. So anyway, she runs off, and they're stuck in this car. Of course, all the doors are locked, and a train starts coming, and you can see where this goes. <laughs> and whatever you're thinking, you're right. And that's how it ends. Yeah, mm-hmm. she murders them. Yeah, well, the demon does. I, I don't know. I feel like the girl was probably just a victim. Yeah, probably. But this demon, some strong-ass demon, too, because, like, all this wild stuff that's happening, like, that must take a lot of energy, but, I don't know, it was cool. It was wild. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked this segment. This one and the first one are my two favorites. Yeah. Um, apparently there was an alternate, according to the internet, there was an alternate ending. It was a joke ending shot in one take. Where the doors are unlocked and the guys get out just before the train smashes in their car and they walk away talking about how much fun they had and what a crazy night it was as the car explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I need to see That's now. kind of epic. Yeah, that's really cool. I could, like, in my mind, I don't know what it would have looked like, but in my mind I'm just picturing, like, this awesome freeze frame at the very end of, like, the car exploding in the background and all these guys just being, like, cool yeah. guys. They raise their fists up, breakfast close to Yeah. Like, cool guys Halloween. don't like explosions is playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 1998. Yeah! <laughs> man, Halloween's so great. Yeah! <laughs> so, we talked a little bit before the movie started about found footage horror films and what makes the genre so special. So, Lissa, what is it? Because I know you're a huge fan of found footage horror. What is it about found footage that appeals to you? I feel like found footage just gets me more immersed in the story, personally. Um, not to say that, like, other films can't do that. I just feel personally with found footage, it's it feels more like I'm a part of the story. Like, I think one found footage thing that does it really, really well is the YouTube series Marble Hornets. Mm, yeah. Um, because... It follows these guys trying to make a film before they actually are filming all of these crazy occurrences. And I think it just places me more in the action. And, like, one of the things that with Marble Hornets, like, as it was coming out, it felt a lot more like, hey, you should go check this thing out. Like, in the YouTube comments, people, like, helped solve the story. And so it just feels a bit more personal to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you. I agree. I really like found footage, and it's a subgenre that gets a lot of shit from the horror community. That people, you know, say, oh, this is just for teenagers, this is just silly, it's 
you know, cheap and lazy or whatever criticisms people throw at it, but I actually think it's a very, very inventive genre, um, if used correctly. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. there's always going to be those films that do it wrong and make a mess of things, but I've seen so many inventive and cool found footage horror films. So, like, one of mm -hmm. my personal favorites is The Blair Witch Project, which mm -hmm. is one of the, at least, like, one of the earlier ones. Honestly, it's really what made the genre popular. Um, I think The Blair Witch Project is such a great film and builds a lot of suspense without having to show you anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I walk away from that film terrified any, every time just from an image of a man standing in a corner. <laughs> and it's, I think part of the thing that does it too is found footage tends to they tend to be like locked room mysteries like Jonathan Creek where they give you all of the tools that you need to figure out what's going to happen but you don't necessarily know that you're getting those clues mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah even some of the segments in VHS like the I noticed this time we were watching um the last segment that on their way to the Halloween party, they stop in front of the railroad tracks because there's, like, a train there and it's blocked off. And they're like, oh, come on, you know, we have to wait for the train. It's just a little small throwaway detail that, like, the first time you watch it, you wouldn't think much of it. Um, but then when you watch it again, you're like, oh, foreshadowing. Yeah. In Second Honeymoon, she goes and gets a fortune. And her fortune reads something about, like, you'll be reunited with somebody with very- one. With a loved one. And it'll make you very happy and stuff like that. And then in the end, she's got her lover with her that they just killed her husband. And, like, that's one of those things that I was watching and I was like, yo, I never noticed that. There, there's another line in that fortune. It was like, be fearful of people who take advantage of you. And I think that was supposed to be talking about the husband. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, going back to, like, talking about the found footage thing. Um, I've never really been a big fan of, like, found footage movies, mainly because the way the camera moves is nauseating to me. <laughs> I just, it, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the substance of the films, although sometimes it does. It just, the way the, the camera moves can give me motion sickness from watching it. And so I, there's, like, you know, there are some, like, found footage films that are really good with, like, keeping a steady camera, despite the fact that it is, like, found footage, but, like, there's just a, a couple movies that just give me nausea for just, like, watching it, and one of them was the Blair Witch Project remake movie. They, like, oh. I haven't seen the remake. It was, was kind of bad. <laughs> but they moved the camera around way too much, and it, it was just, gave me a headache. I feel like that's something that... A lot of, like, newer, not necessarily newer, but, like, found footage films that are trying to be little classics mm -hmm. do a lot. Mm -hmm. That is just, like, whoa, I don't know how to handle a camera. And so the mm -hmm. camera's always, like, yeah. all the way around. When, like, a normal person knows how to hold a camera steady. Yeah. And knows, like, okay, well, this is what's interesting, so this is what I'm going to film. Um, one of my favorite movies is filming like that a little bit um what we do in the shadows has like that whole scene at the very end where the werewolves are attacking the vampires but like they keep the camera steady the whole time even though they're like running around that's i mad respect you <laughs> <laughs> i just i can't i can't handle when people can't keep the camera steady despite the fact that they're running because like even though 
it can be hard to do that. It's not extremely hard. And yeah, that's just my main problem with it is like the rapid movement of the camera. <laughs> yeah. That was actually a complaint that I had while we were watching it because it was the it was in the final segment and I was like I feel like there's just too much happening with the camera movement visuals yeah. that like it is unnecessary. There, there were yeah. a couple scenes the more fast-paced scenes i i understand like keep like keeping the camera say would be harder and i can i can look through it if it's a, a more like rapid paced scene but like they were just exploring the house and this guy was like oh i can't hold the camera mm-hmm. and it's uh it was giving me a headache yeah i tend to avoid found footage movies because of that but there are some good ones that i've watched and um, a couple of the segments in this had some really good steady camera work, despite the fact that it was found footage. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I think it's I think it's a skill, definitely like operating the camera in this style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, that it actually takes a lot of work, and mm-hmm. you have to know what you're doing. Both filmmakers and audiences, I think, sometimes don't realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it makes it more special when you find a found footage film that is able to have pretty good camera work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the first segment I thought had some really good camera work. Yeah. Yes. They're really good at, like, showing you just enough mm-hmm. information to convey what they're wanting to convey, but, like, mm-hmm. not I, feeling like they have to show you too much. I felt like it worked specifically, like, what, like, really well specifically because it was, like, the glasses camera. Mm-hmm. So, like, it stayed steady despite the fact that he was running around because it was, like, stuck to his face. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good way of keeping the camera steady even though, like, he was moving around and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And segments in the other VHS films do that well, too. Like, there's a segment in VHS 2 where he's wearing a GoPro on a helmet, and mm-hmm. that stays yeah. very steady except for, you know, when you're riding a bike in a forest things mm-hmm. aren't as steady. Mm-hmm. But it stays as steady as it should, yes. which I really enjoy. Yeah. I think my only other qualm with the found footage genre in general is that sometimes the stories cannot be necessarily great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I feel like they I feel like sometimes people feel like they can get away with a crappy story if they have like crappy camera work. Mm-hmm. And it it's like, oh, well, we can, like, excuse, like, all the crappy writing we have because, you know, it, it was, like, a found footage. And so it's, like, you know, real things don't always have to be explained. And it's like, well, no, not necessarily. You're still writing a, a story. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have to have, like, evidence of why things are happening. And, like, even if a lot of it is based on improv, which a lot mm-hmm. of the Blair Witch Project apparently was improvised, mm-hmm. you still have to have some sort of outline of, like, where the story starts and where the story ends, mm-hmm. and how to get from point A to point B. Yeah. I, like, there's this film, uh, it is on Netflix, so we could possibly do an episode on it, called As Above, So Below. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's got a really strong story for the first, like, hour but then it starts dropping off, and by the end, I'm like, okay, <laughs> not, not the best. But, like, the first beginning of it is amazing. So good. 
but it's really it's really a, a story thing of like it felt like they needed to end it didn't know how to end it and we're just like and this is what happens okay cool and then we have to deal with that for the last like 20 minutes of the film mm-hmm. yeah that sounds frustrating um i still i really want to talk about that one though sometime yes so, please mm-hmm. yes absolutely we are doing an episode about that I really, like I said, I really did enjoy it. It's just the, like, last 20, 30 minutes. I'm just like, mm, eh. I hate when that happens. Yeah, I feel like I really hate when that happens, too, because, like, no one says you can't have a movie that's over, like, you know, two hours long or whatever in order to get, like, a good, solid ending. And, like, it. I, I hate shoehorned endings. Like, that's... It's like, if it's rushed, then, like, why would you put so much build-up into it? Yeah, you know? it, it really felt like they thought it was a great idea, but then we're like, I, and we don't really know how to end it after she makes this realization. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. But I know it is one thing that I have noticed with the film, or with the found footage genre. Lots of strong female ladies. Yes, yeah. definitely. Because, I mean, like, we got Heather in the Blair Witch Project. We got, oh gosh, I forgot her name, from As Above, So Below. The main character in that movie. She is, oh my gosh, so cool. <laughs> and we got our beautiful, beautiful monster wife. Our monster yes. wife. Lily. Lily. We have our awesome Which, Wendy. Okay, I just realized something about Lily. That might be a shorthand for Lilith. Which is, like, the, like, OG, like, succubus in, mm-hmm. like, Jewish myth. Oh. When I was reading the plot synopsis of Siren, it said something about the Lilith, and I was like, oh, oh. okay. Oh. I, I love that story I also. So, like, what I remember from it is that she was actually the first woman, and uh, she, she would not listen to Adam because he wanted to subjugate her, and so in, in retaliation, God turned her into a demon. <laughs> So, like, mm-hmm. and then created Eve. <laughs> yep. Holy crap. Well, I'd be bitter, too, if I were her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. I I like Lilith. <laughs> I do, too. She's Which wife is, material. It's like, okay, it's funny, though, because, like, that story was, like, written to be, like, hey, ladies, you should listen to your man and do what he says. And then, like, nowadays it's, like... And now hey, here you I know like, what? She's justified. <laughs> now here I am, like, my man should listen to me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in my opinion, like, both parties of any couple should listen to each other. Yes. That's that's part of a healthy relationship. Healthy relationships. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But it is cool that this, like, this symbol um, of subjugation has been turned into a symbol of power. Mm-hmm. I think that's really awesome. So before we finish, are there any last words you have about VHS? I am a 22-year-old lady speaking to you right now as a 22-year-old lady who watched this movie first when she was 16 or 17, and I have not stopped loving it ever since. Um, I know that it has some real issues, Mm -hmm. but it's, I think, part of the thing that made me be like, I could do found footage. Let's do that. I so. do have done found footage. Yeah. And you made I a was, really damn good one. I was on set for that. So, I it's... Horror movies are cool, man. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I saw this movie for the first time. I would have been 18. Yeah, because I was a freshman in college. It was like right before Halloween. And it was one of the first horror movies I saw and it really stayed with me. It scared me a lot when I first saw it. Now I look back and I'm like, why was I scared of that? But, you know, that's kind of the fun of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I still really enjoy this movie and I have a soft spot for it. And if anyone were to come up to me and be like, wow, you know, I hate VHS. I think it's terrible. I'd be like, well, your opinion is valid. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, does, it has a lot of problems. Yeah, and... it has some weird moments. But, like, yeah. I really enjoy this film. Don't, I love the yeah. format. For, for my first viewing, I... I liked several parts of it, but I there were just some parts of it that I could not stand. And hey, just a disclaimer: yeah. don't sexually assault ladies. Like yeah, that's not don't okay. Do that. don't, don't do, do that. it. Don't sexually assault anyone. Yeah. But like in the film, it's ladies. So yeah, Lily's gonna come after you if you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. She doesn't like you. She's gonna she'll, tear. She'll bite your hand yeah. off and then bite your dick off and then yep. eat you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's on your conscience now, so. Yeah. Yeah. For realsies. Yeah, so that's VHS. Lissa, do you have anything you want to plug? Any projects, social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, yo. I don't tweet good content, but I tweet some content. What's your Twitter <laughs> um, handle? My Twitter handle, I believe, is E N G L E underscore L A N D. It's Ingleland. Ingleland. That's cute. Huh. It's a play on my last name. Wonderful. So. Um, the you can find this podcast on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. All right, so that's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can't see this, but we're all three of us are joining hands in a little seance. Yes. We love you. Yes. Stay mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. And may your night may be plentiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You popped my podcast cherry. <laughs> <laughs>